If you enjoyed podcasts like this, you should check out our other shows on Health Podcast Network. For example, Healthcare for Humans, hosted by Dr. Sundar, expands our understanding of the history and culture of different communities and how to provide culturally responsive care. There's an episode you should check out where guest Dr. Duran details the systemic barriers faced by individuals with DACA status and highlights the importance of addressing these barriers. Check out Healthcare for Humans on your favorite podcast platform or visit healthpodcastnetwork.com. Welcome to the Nurse Wellness Podcast, empowering nurses to manage stressors so they can intentionally reconnect with their purpose, optimize their wellness, and ultimately show up in the world the way they want to be seen. I'm your host, nurse practitioner, Wendy Garvin-Mayo, your stress solution strategist. In this podcast, you'll receive actionable stress management tips, insightful interviews, and strategies that focus on inspiring you to be your best, do your best, and give your best. With that, let's get started. Welcome, Vanessa, to the Nurse Wellness Podcast. I'm so excited that you are here. I'm sorry, Dr. Vanessa Bowling. Uh, it's a pleasure to have you on the Nurse Wellness Podcast. Um, I've been thinking about having you on for a while now, and this year kind of hit me that in order to have the discussion that I want to have today, you are the right person. So how are you? Awesome. Awesome. I'm well. I'm well. Thank you for having me, Wendy. It's all making sure that we stay in good health. So kudos to you. My hats go off to you as well. Thank you for having me. Yes, more than welcome. Why don't we start by telling everyone, tell everyone a little bit about yourself. Who are you? What do you do? And how do we know each other? Yes, yes, yes. Well, well, maybe I'll start off a little bit there. How we we uh, how we connected, how we got to know each other. Actually, I started my nursing career um, at the University of Connecticut, and uh, in, in my undergraduate career, I was um, in your nursing lab, <laughs> the simulations lab. Um, so I remember vividly those labs. It was actually really great, and we definitely connected. And then. We got to know each other a little bit more at St. Francis when we were working there on the floors. I think I was floating then and you were on the oncology unit. Um, so uh, who am I? I'm Dr. Vanessa Bowling. Um, I am a family nurse practitioner. I actually received my doctorate in um, nursing from the University of Connecticut this past May. Um, and I've been in nursing for now over uh, 12 years now. Um, and I love the field of nursing. Um, I'm very engaged. I'm actually in primary care right now in a family practice. Um, very engaged, very uh, big on health promotion, preventative medicine, preventative care, behavioral lifestyle changes, all the above. I'm big on it. And I am the CEO and founder of Kingdom Health Connections. Um, it's something that actually came, um, it was inspired by a leader of mine. Um, and um, during the, the pandemic of, of COVID, um, you know, when everybody's hearing about do this, do that, and everyone's in uproar, and um, Kingdom Health Connections came out. It was inspired by my leader, Apostle Suzanne Howard. And um, from there, what happened was um, I thought about it. I said, Kingdom Health Connections. When you think about a kingdom, every kingdom has a culture. 
-hmm. everything you know who, who's from you think about the united kingdom you can typically tell the culture by something um by what's happening how the people dress how the people respond how they act so why not have a culture of health and wellness for individuals um, who have chronic conditions or not? But Kingdom Health Connections is all about having a culture of health and wellness through generations. If you see my logo, you'll see the DNA strand as the tree trunk, and then you'll see some leaves coming out. It's all about the DNA of the thought, DNA of um, behavioral patterns for the individual, for families, for communities. And once we kind of deal with the root of things, we'll deal with the fruit of them. So that's when it affects the leaves and what happens in the person's physical bodies as a result of dealing with the DNA of the thought. So that's a little bit about me. Um, Ooh, that's a lot. I want to add all of that. <laughs> Yes. I love it. So I will definitely put that in the show notes. People can like connect with you and see your yes. beautiful logo. And yes. that's exactly why I wanted you here. So this year I was thinking about, um, you know, COVID-19 has been a thing for the past, I believe, two years now. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we've been crippled by it, even paralyzed, like I like to say, because it really shifted us, you know, professionally, personally. Absolutely. But I was doing some research because I, you know, I, I write for the Color of Wellness magazine. And, you know, I was doing some research and, you know, I just was looking at mortality rates and, you know, cancer and heart disease are still up there. So it's cancer, heart disease, COVID-19. And I think, you know, many people are losing focus of health and wellness outside of COVID. So last year I was, you know, really doing a PSA for get your mammograms, get your colonoscopies, you know, go to your well visits. And I know many people um, stopped going to the doctor because of COVID. A lot of people are not up to date on their screenings. So I wanted to do this episode to really get out there the importance of health and wellness outside of COVID. So what we need to do on a routine basis to stay healthy. And Vanessa, you are the one to come here and uh, really kind of talk to us and engage in the conversation about that. So can you tell our listeners a little bit about what you do on your platform? Yes, absolutely. So on the Kingdom Health Connections live um, platform, typically I'm talking about health and wellness tips practical health and wellness tips um, that individuals, myself, we can all do. Um, I do, every year it was a different focus. Um, this year I'm kind of focusing more on the ABCs of health, the simplicity of health, because a lot of the times when people think about health and wellness, they think about this to-do list that's overwhelming. Oh my God, I can't, I can't be healthy. <laughs> I can't do this thing. I can't do this. I just live my life and until something hurts, then I'll come see about you. But just kind of dealing with the ABCs of health, how do we boost our immune systems, uh, immune systems? Um, but last year, I really took on the health promotional role of what's for January, what's for February. We know it's National Heart Awareness Month and, and promoting that. So talking about talking about the common chronic health um, conditions that we see in the month and talking about it, like here's the condition, here's the disease patterns. Here's what's to look out for it. When do we need to go to our providers about it, whether it's a physician, an NP, or a specialist? Um, and then these are ways in which we can prevent it. These are ways in which we can even probably even reverse it because there's a lot of research that shows that 
a lot of chronic conditions are actually caused as a result of behavioral patterns. So a lot of them, more than 40% was the latest um, information that's out there. More than 40% of chronic conditions can be prevented. And it's from the behavioral patterns. But all behaviors start with a thought. And, you know, before it gets into a habit, you know, and gets into our chemistry, which sometimes we're actually battling our chemistry, but it all starts with a thought, what we've been taught, and then we continue in those patterns. So, yeah, you bring up a really good point. So everyone knows I focus on stress management. Yes. Stress is a precursor to a lot of chronic illness that people just they're not aware of because we normally oh, yeah. and that's why I'm on the mission to really help people manage their stress because we're all capable. Yeah. Um, many, you know, chronic diseases associated with chronic stress. And in America, we are one of the top countries with the most stressful individuals. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I believe it. I wonder. <laughs> yeah. So stress management is a behavior change, but I think you bring up a really good point about um culture, right? So how 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 you were raised, um, even in terms of, you know, did your family go to the doctor, right? So I know even for me personally, my mother was not a person mm, that was the doctor, right? She, she, it was like not her thing. Um, and, and here I am, I'm, I'm a nurse practitioner, right? So I'm all about health and wellness. Now she's at the doctor, but she's older. And of course she has some chronic illnesses. So I wonder if she went before, was proactive, yeah. Would she still have, you know, these chronic conditions? Um, but I, but I, but I say that to say that everyone can be a change agent. Absolutely. It doesn't matter your history, how you were raised, what your thoughts were back then. You know the right thing to do, so you can be the change agent and start the discussion with your Absolutely. family, with your kids, and really change the trajectory of health for you and your family. Absolutely. You also said something else that kind of uh, pertains to DNA, your your logo. Yes. I think it's important, and a lot of people don't think of this, and especially for me, I'm in the oncology space, is to know your history. Mm. What is your family history? What are you predisposed to? Right. Right? So I think that is so important. Can can you speak on that? How do you... um, coach or counsel your patients in terms of history and being proactive in behavior change? Absolutely. So of course, when we, um, when I see anyone in, say, I use my office as an example, when I see anyone in the office, that's like the bread and butter, what we start off with, um, that question, who are you? What's your family history? What's your upbringing patterns? Um, and based off of that history, it's like, Together, me and the, I like to use client more than patient, but we'll use patient because we know that that word. Um, but um, me and the, the patient and I, the individual and I, we, and we see what's going on and we look at their demographics and we look at their height, their weight, their blood pressure um, and look at the lab work. Of course, we have that objective information too, as well. And together, you know, they may be in a healthy state, so healthy being without disease. They may be in a healthy state, but based off of, say, their weight, I tend to always key into that. When you come into my uh, exam rooms, I have some um, information, some pictures, um, some visual stimulating pictures about how what our plate should look like. And that typically is a conversation that's easy to have in my office setting just because of that. But um, based off of the family history, how should we be living? 
You know, it's not a matter of living, oh my God, oh my God, I want to prevent having a cabbage. Oh my God, I want to prevent having a, a myocardial infarction. Oh my God, I want to prevent this. It's not living in fear. It's like what you said is being the change agent, realizing I have control. I've got the power over my own life to make something that's a hashtag with Kingdom Health Connections as well. I can actually choose life and by what I eat, what I drink, how much I sleep, um, what things I engage in. Am I controlling my stress? Um, am I out exercising? Am I exercising in my home? You know, um, really kind of just creating this picture and this, this plan that's customized. It's a personalized healthcare system, a way of living just for the individual. And, um, you know, the goal is that, you know, they train their children as well. And because I see family units, I see moms, dad, grandparents, great grands. I, I have a family, actually four generations. I see it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. So it's really beautiful to be able to tie everything together um, and be able to communicate through the different generations. And, and, and they kind of move in the right direction, not in fear, but in empowering them essentially to make the right decisions and letting them un- kind of like um, uncover the, the, the ways in which it's doable for them, because I can come up with a plan all day long, but it's seeing, okay, what are you able to do? What's feasible for you? I might say, yeah, go to the gym and exercise five times a week, but the gym may not be your setting. Perhaps you like outdoors. So let's find out what's feasible for you as an individual. Let's uncover that. Let's unpack that. And let's more than likely, if that's what you enjoy doing, you're going to stick with it. And that's what I would encourage you on. And a lot of the times through that family history, through that um, unpacking, um, a lot of the times when individuals come back to their appointments, that's the first thing they're Dr. Vanessa, I quit smoking. Dr. Vanessa, I lost 10 pounds. And I asked them, how do you feel about it? And they, they, they're on it. They realize that they are the change agent and they don't have to live in fear based off of their family history. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you bring up a good thing about accountability. So, so yes. the patients are so, they're, they're so prideful when they come back and they accomplish yes. their goal to tell you they're so excited. You're high-fiving them, which is something I just love about, you know, what we do as nurses. Yes. And, and, and I want to pivot a little bit because that's why, you know, for me, I became a, a life coach, mm. a life coach in terms of, you know, helping people manage their stress. Because we have an impact, and I'm going to get on impact. That's my word. Yeah. We impact patients in the healthcare system, but we can also have impact outside, right? And that's why we're here today speaking on this podcast. This is an external impact that we are having on the world. And what I tell people is that it's really hard to change your behavior. And there are six different steps in in behavior change. Um, But you need something that motivates you. And, and I use purpose yeah. and impact. So what is your purpose and impact? And that is your why. That should be mm-hmm. your motivator to propel you forward to want to make the change. But yeah. it's still hard because people, many people haven't been sick or bed bound. And I just want to tell a personal story of how I started the year off. So I started this year off and, and many people probably heard the story already, but I had all these plans, right? I was going to walk in my purpose and continue to have impact. And that was, I believe, Friday before the new year. And then Sunday, I became ill. And I remember being like bedbound ill, like fatigue. I could not do anything. 
Wow. That made made me think of the whole, you know, not really self-care, but health care. Yeah. Care. Taking care of your health of exactly what we're talking about now. And that self-care is really the foundation. Yes. Self-care means different things to different people. But I think it's hard to hear if you've never been there. But believe me, you don't want to be there because Vanessa and I, we've seen it. Yes. <laughs> we've seen people on the unit. Right? We've seen people in the office. We've seen them in different stages. But uh, health promotion is so important. So important. Absolutely. So, um, Vanessa, and, and I love that you, you kind of alluded to this, but I want you to tell people about your project, your end of year project for your doctorate. I was able, I had the honor of sitting yeah, in and watching Vanessa. Right present this beautiful presentation and I would love for her to just uh, tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, absolutely. So it's kind of, uh, it's stemmed from um, just being in practice and I'm a problem solver. I believe most of the times um, nurse practitioners, um, we just, we're we're the solutionists. We have, uh, we like working towards the solution. I, I don't really enjoy kind of being redundant and nothing's being fixed or nothing's getting better. So I realized that my interest a lot of the time is on weight management. Obesity is the other term. And um, I realized that obesity is a, it's termed as a neurobehavioral chronic disease, but it's the root. Remember that DNA strand? Um, It's kind of like the root that deals with a lot of chronic conditions. And it's literally the elephant in the room that none of us really know. We've not been trained our words, you know, different things of that sort on how to actually address it with the patient or the individual or families that we're dealing Maybe we're dealing with the child and we have to address mom and dad. How, how do we do this? We don't want the child to feel less than or feel stigmatized in the office. And then they go out and deal with other kids. So this huge concept of how do we as primary care providers actually talk about health, uh, weight management in the office. So from that, I really developed a program called Back to Basics. Um, I developed an obesity training program for primary care providers. It's called Back to the Basics. I wouldn't be interested in it per se, because I know how to talk to somebody about their weight, but it's all about the language. It's all about unpacking, uncovering, um, uncovering what's the root cause of this thing that we're dealing with. Is it unaddressed stress? Is it unaddressed trauma? Is it, you know, emotional eating has to stem back to something, you know what I mean? Um, And how do we address it? Because this is the huge elephant in the room, as we would say, this is a huge concern that's dealing to all your hypertension, your hyperlipidemia, your type two diabetes, um, your GERD, your um, asthma is worse. uh, Sleep apnea is present as a result. How do we address this root chronic disease and, um, or this chronic condition and um, start to do the reversal process because it can happen. Um, And um, so essentially I created a program called that focusing on the language of what uh, primary care providers should use or even specialists can use. I dealt with primary care providers, physicians, MPs, and PAs within the first one to two years of hire. And um, with that program, I was able to essentially see that with the training, their confidence actually increased after the program. I did a pre and post assessment 
and their confidence increased after the program. Not only that, I was also measuring to see if the referral patterns had changed. So were they referring more to the nutritionist? Were they referring more to the weight management specialist? Were they referring more to bariatric surgery? And we found that they did. And it was interesting to find that not only did the referral patterns increase to these specialists, but more were sent to the nutritionist. Mm-hmm. So it's it's cool to see where people are more uh, um, inclined to lean toward the basics, back to the basics, right? Nutrition. And uh, the second level of interest was weight management, where, of course, it's nutrition, behavioral change, but there's pharmacology involved, too, as well. And then um, bariatric surgery as well. So it helps to write you know, kind of stratify stratify, and see exactly where people's interests are. Not only that, a lot of the times it's, you know, patients um, would say that I don't want to do surgery. I don't want to do surgery, but it's being able to appropriately now refer individuals that really do need surgery versus nutrition. Everything serves its appropriate purpose, but it's making sure we're getting individuals in the right place at the right time. Yes, such an amazing program. And one thing I was yes. thinking about is uh, cultural competence too, right? Because you have to explore that depending yeah. on who you're working with. And um, one thing I do want you to speak on is, you know, being in primary care, we know you don't have a lot of time mm. with patients. So yeah. um, how do you mitigate that? Someone listening and, you know, they're saying they go to their doctor, they're kind of in and out. Um, can you talk a little bit about advocacy, the advocacy piece there? So, um, yes, absolutely. I'm, <laughs> we don't have as much time um, in the area of talking about weight management with individuals in that time frame. It can happen within five minutes. It can. It is doable. And it's not a complete work that happens in that frame, time frame. Um, it's just step by step. Oh, yeah. How are we doing with exercise today? Starting there. How do you feel about your weight? Starting there, that's a nice way to introduce, you know, talking about someone's weight. They'll start talking about it from there and we start problem solving from there. But um, how I tend to advocate is I advocate with the front staff. I talk with my management. I vouch and I say, listen, I need more time. I need more time. I get to know my individ- uh, the individuals that I work with and families I work with as well. I know who may need 30 minutes versus 45 minutes. And I push for it. And it doesn't, it's not always perfect. And that's a bit frustrating because it kind of goes against my nature of really spending that time working with and unpacking what we need to unpack. But I really do make sure I um, consistent that I work with. Um, we look over my schedule for the week. And based off of what we even talked about the last time, again, it's a continual process. It's not just a one and done process, but we continue the discussion of it. And that's the realistic way of addressing it. Um, uh, it's not trying to address weight management per se in just this one setting. No, <laughs> it took a while to pack on. We got to take the time to pack it off too as well. So really communicating with my medical assistant staff, um, the front desk staff, as well as management to ensure that I get the time that I need. Yeah, no, that that's awesome. That's awesome. So I, I want I, I want to say two things. One is I know we have a lot of nurses and healthcare leaders who listen to the podcast. And what I want to say to you is you have the ability to be the change agent outside of the hospital. I think many times, you know, we think about ourselves just in a a healthcare setting, but this is such a great time and opportunity for us to stand in the gap for society. 
Yeah, absolutely. Vanessa, you are a prime example of that. You are doing things outside for the community. They're hearing from a a, a specialist, right? Um, And like I started this podcast, you know, cancer and heart disease are still the number, the the two, the two highest uh, killers in, in, in the United States. So we can still be out there talking to family members, talking to people. This pandemic has opened up such opportunity for especially healthcare providers, especially, you know, social media. I know people don't like social media, but it is a way for us to get our message out to the world. While you're sleeping, people are listening to your message. That's powerful. That's impact. And and if we all did that, if we all just did a little bit of that, we can change the way people are, um, you know, changing people's health pattern. I'm so excited. I don't know what to say, but we can, we can, yeah. <laughs> so, like, it's just such an amazing thing. And yes. I think just it's opportunity, even though it's crisis COVID. Yes. People are dying. Yeah. And there's a lot going on in the hospital with healthcare providers, but we have our own platform. That's what social media is. It's really our platform. And it's how we use it to talk to the people. Think mm-hmm. about, why you went into nursing. Yeah. Why did you go into nursing? Take that and try to do something outside of the hospital. Yeah. In the community, on social media. If you don't know where to start, but you want to do something, reach out to myself or Vanessa. Yes. We can definitely collaborate because Mm -hmm. I don't know this year, I just feel so passionate about it because of of just my experience. Um, Yes. (laughs) And the reason I'm saying that is because I believe everyone has a purpose. Everyone has the ability to impact this world. Absolutely. And I'm pushing for that. And I, cause I, I just truly, truly believe that. Yeah. So, um, and the individuals who are not uh, healthcare professionals who listen to the podcast, please, 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 please make sure you go for your wellness visits, your, yes. your, your screenings, your colonoscopies, your mammograms, Vanessa, help me, your A1C screening, your CBCs. Yes. Cholesterol screenings, your eye yes. screenings, even your dental screenings, everything is connected. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And, and, you know, please just, just, you know, ensure that you are taking care of yourself because yes. um, all that stuff catches up with you. It does. <laughs> It catches up with you. It doesn't matter how young you are or how old you are. And if you're older and listening to this, make sure you are taking your medication. If you're having any side effects from medication, please talk to your provider. Just don't stop it on your own. Be in communication with your team. Yeah. If you feel like you can't reach out, if you need an advocate, reach out to Vanessa, reach out to myself. We are here to help you. Um, So I just feel so passionate about it. Vanessa, do you have any parting words before we do our rapid fire, before we end the podcast episode? I would say for as a provider, um, I said it at the beginning of 2022, actually 2021 into 2022. I too have also had some experience with uh, the healthcare system at the beginning. Let's say 2022 came in with a bang. And it's it's affecting providers as much as it is the patients and families that we see. But the biggest thing, we have to make our health, and we're seeing this all through the pandemic, we have to make our health our, a priority. Our spiritual health, physical health, mental health, a priority. Not to our patients and families we care to care for, but we also have to do it for ourselves. And um, make your health a priority. 
especially mental health. I'm sorry. <laughs> mental health with everything that's going on um, in healthcare, you know, especially the nursing shortage crisis. We know mental health is a thing and it's not something that we normalize. We need to normalize talking about it. Yeah. Um, so if you are having issues, please reach out to your provider. If you need an advocate, please reach out to Vanessa or myself. We will walk yes. with you through that. Yes. Um, but don't feel like you're alone. You are not alone. It doesn't matter what you're going through. You are not alone. So Vanessa, it was a pleasure having you. Can you let people Thank know you. how to get in contact with you? Absolutely. Absolutely. You can actually find me on the Kingdom Health Connections page. Um, if you're on Facebook or Instagram, Kingdom Health Connections, you should be able to find me there. And I also have a personal page for Vanessa Bowling. Awesome. So let me take you through a rapid fire. We will definitely have to have you back again a couple of times this year because I want to awesome. continue this conversation. So yeah. Vanessa, we're going to take you through a rapid fire. Let me know the first answer or thing that comes to your mind sure. um, after I ask you the question or statement. So wellness means? Wholeness. I know I'm stressed when? Start perspiring. <laughs> <laughs> My go-to stress management solution is? I said I go outside and I definitely pray. Going outdoors and pray. Awesome. The last time I had a belly laugh was? Two days ago. Can you tell us more? Just at, Honestly, it was laughing at myself. <laughs> 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 laughing at myself, which is a good laugh. <laughs> yes. Awesome. The one thing I learned about myself during the COVID-19 pandemic is? I am important. And do you have a word for the year? I know people are doing words opposed to resolutions. Do you have a word or a saying or a quote that gets you going and motivates you and refocuses you on what you need to do? I would say what I said earlier, that my health is a priority. Nice. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Vanessa, for being here with us. It has been a pleasure and we will have you back. All right. Thank you so much, Wendy. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave a review. Between episodes, you can follow the Nurse Wellness Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. Before you go, I would love to share a free mindfulness ebook with you. Go to stressblueprint.com backslash 35 and download your free copy. Until next time, go out and be your best, do your best, and give your best. If you enjoyed podcasts like this, you should check out our other shows on Health Podcast Network. For example, Healthcare for Humans, hosted by Dr. Sundar, expands our understanding of the history and culture of different communities and how to provide culturally responsive care. There's an episode you should check out where guest Dr. Duran details the systemic barriers faced by individuals with DACA status and highlights the importance of addressing these barriers. Check out Healthcare for Humans on your favorite podcast platform or visit healthpodcastnetwork.com.